0: Welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast, where we talk about everything from boxing to business. Fighting Manny Pacquiao is is an experience, it's not a fight. Mindset
1: to money. I I think any business, you have to make it someone's third place. Speaking to some of the world's most interesting people. So that would be considered an example of a biohack, where I'm hacking my biology. From Sutherland, England. Now living in Los Angeles, California. You put him in the ring with me in his day, and I'm talking about his best day. And I'm 50 right now. I will knock him no. out. Here's your host, 2008 Olympic medalist and former undefeated
2: professional boxer Tony Jeffries. Welcome to the 2017 Christmas special. This is a question and answer podcast. So I put a couple of posts out on Instagram asking you to send questions in and. We get through as many as we can. We get through quite a lot. I mean, it's a one hour 20 podcast. The questions are from boxing, like Billy Joe Saunders, Triple G, Tyson Fury, Floyd Mayweather, entering the UFC, uh, future goals, lots of business stuff, like hiring, firing, expanding. We get asked about the UFO, stuff here about the fitness industry. Also, I get asked about what's my biggest fear. I think you'll enjoy this podcast. If you come to a question that you don't like, you can just fast forward through it and go to the next question. But yeah, there's a ton of questions on here. If you can do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes, that would be amazing. If you subscribe to this podcast, uh, you can just go to the search bar in iTunes, search for Boxknife Podcast, it'll come up, then write review. Uh, make sure you write the review and not just press the five-star thing. I'd love to know your thoughts, your feedback on the show, how I can improve the show. That would be good to know. Also, I've just opened up my uh, email list. So if you go to boxinglifepodcast.com, on the homepage, you can drop your email in there and you can subscribe to the email list. It'll send you an automatic email straight away uh, on networking. And, and you know, I, I get told I'm a great networker and I explain about networking. So go to boxinglifepodcast.com and yeah, Drop your email in and you will be subscribed to the email list. I'm not going to bombard you with emails and trying to sell you shit like most people do. I'm just going to send emails probably once a month. Uh, So check it out. Anyway, here it is, the Boxing Life podcast with Glenn Holmes and myself, Tony Jeffries. Please enjoy and have a fantastic Christmas. Party
0: people, in the place to be. Uh It's about that time for us to
2: be. Christmas special. Glenn, it's Christmas 2017. Can you believe it? Two Three days off Three days off Are you excited Or do you get excited For Christmas anymore No it's different now Like uh. I mean There's a lot of things changed, Especially where we live We live in California now So I was wearing my shorts And t-shirts today And uh, It was freezing this morning though It was cold wasn't it 45 degrees this morning In LA I mean Don't not... really get that cold over here so it was good. I've done a Snapchat post this morning talking about how... Because I got in the car and I had my shorts and T-shirt on and it was cold. I was like, oh, God. And it yeah. just made us think, like, I really don't miss living in England. Because this time of year, you're scraping the ice off your oh, window, window screen and all that. Yeah. You pour in the kettle and pour in the car. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't, I don't miss that. and
0: It doesn't really feel like Christmas, yeah. Not at all. It's weird, isn't it? I don't really like having Christmas over here. I like being back back it's home better, for a couple of it? weeks, getting getting more of the spirit.
2: Yeah. I've been seeing for the last few years that I want to go to Big Bear for Christmas. Big Bear is a 2-hour drive away from where we are now and it's beautiful, especially this time of year. It's full of snow. It's got like the big Christmas trees everywhere like yeah. natural and it's it's lovely, but I keep having babies every year, so I kind of tell baby there for altitude. <laughs> so next year I'll go to Big Bear. So, yeah, it's Christmas. This is the Q&A Christmas special. q and A. Q and and I posted. I posted a little video on Instagram asking people to send us the questions and someone comments saying, do you know I mean? Q and a, not mean Q&A, not Q&E? Did you put Q&E? Oh, because he couldn't understand your accent. My accent? Is it that strong? q and E. Q and E. Come on, people. Come on, peeps. You should know by now. So, yeah, thank you for all your questions. We've got quite a few questions and uh, we're going to get through as many as we can. <laughs> got some Got some good ones. Um, what's the general vibe? Because I know you've you've had a browse through some of the questions. I, I haven't. I haven't, oh, looked, haven't? looked at like two or three and uh, just fitness ones. All right, so we don't really know what's going to be coming then. No, these questions. And for the first time, I, I come up with this genius idea of send us your video and send us a video with your question on, you talk on your question. I'll be able to play that through this. I think it's really good. Do you Genius. know. Genius. Genius. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Thank you. Thank you. But remember before you were talking about Ben Greenfield's podcast where people are going to leave voice notes yeah. and you can play that on yeah. your podcast. That sounds great. But if someone went to the Boxing, Boxing Life podcast website and we had that on there, that feature on there, which we don't, yeah, it would be a bit of a pain in the arse to pull that file from the website and Put it in with the podcast. And put it onto the podcast. But where yeah. now? I can play it from my phone and record it straight in, and right. like there's not much work doing, so yeah, it's yeah, more efficient. So 20, 2017's been a, a great year. I've stuck to my New Year's resolution. New Year's resolution in 2016, I drank so much. You know how much I drank, and I was drinking every night in the house. Yeah, uh, going out with you, drinking ridiculous amounts of alcohol. Uh, I just thought, Nah I need, I need time off it. I
0: got fat. Do you think um, you've been better this year
2: without it? Definitely. Yeah. Look at look, what look, look, the Boxing Burn Academy's done. Yeah. And the last six months or seven months, probably most of the year, really, I've just concentrated on the Boxing Burn Academy. Do you think when, when you were drinking, though, like that you were
0: unproductive? Because I remember you saying a while ago, it's like if you had a couple of glasses
2: of wine, you'd feel well-productive and you'd be, like, in the zone working. Right. Yeah. At that time... Uh, I remember the one night one night in Vegas when me and you were drunk and we were sat in the hotel lobby. Yeah, and all we talked about was work was work and we got to come up with some great ideas. <laughs> yeah. Uh but no no, like the, the next day after you've had a drink and you're feeling a bit rough, you're a little bit lethargic, slow, yeah. a little bit slow. So obviously your productivity's not through the roof. Yeah. So and I and I think like I've I've been a lot better without it, although I've had a really hard time switching off at night. Uh, and and like little th- stupid things where you play on your mind which which has been which has been pretty tough have uh, you started meditating yet i can't do it you can't i can't mate. Just i practice. i've practiced I'm telling you that'll be the game changer it's for not made it's not for everyone there's different We. i've done, i've tried different things with meditating like the headspace up and mm. I can't do it mate it's not for me yeah. it's, it's really not and you know i've I've had so many great guests on this podcast this year. Who swear by medit- meditation. Yeah. It's changed. It's changed a lot for me as well. Like this
0: last year, I've been doing it every night, just sleep meditations. Yeah. And then uh, you know I've, we've talked about it before, but yeah, I've felt a big difference from it. I've I I got calmer in life. I'm not as bothered and stressed about stuff as much, and I, I,
2: I sleep a lot better. You do. Yeah. So I've got one. Of, I don't know if I told you. I got one of them spike mats. I had t- oh yeah, terio I saw that from yeah, terio from. Uh, Four Sigmatic on on the podcast, and is that a new question that just came in? It <laughs> is actually. I had two you from For Sigmatic on the podcast. Check out that that podcast, the uh, the mushroom guy, and he told me he sleeps on spike mats. And I was yeah. like, what? How? Anyway, so I bought one, and it looks online. a bit out there. It, looks it a bit is weird, like. but it's good. Uh, and if you go to Boxknifepodcast.com Slash recommends. Yeah. By the way, this is the first time I've mentioned this. I've got a page on there where things that I recommend and I put that sleep mat on there so you can check it out. I think they're like twenty five dollars on Amazon. But if you go to that Com forward slash recommends, you'll see that and some other things on there. And it's good, I I, I lie on it and it, it hurts but So it's, it's like a it's like a self acupuncture type effect or what? Um I think that's what the class it has, but it's not so much acupuncture where it sticks through your skin. It does stick in your skin and it hurts. But the thing where it helps me, I think, it's because it's like if you've got a bad belly and I punch you in the arm, yeah. you're not thinking about your belly, you're thinking it's about arm. your arm. Right. So it distracts the pain. It, it distracts, distracts your, your, your yeah. focus from, right, from right. that shit. Yeah. But yeah, I, I recommend getting one and giving it a go. I was telling my client about it. Uh, yeah, so well, I. Mean, so, so go on. Having that, having that year off, the, the Bulls has been great. And the big question is what you keep asking us is so uh, January 1st, I'll, I'll be back, yeah, back on exactly, it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was just going to say. What's nah, not next? I don't think so. I don't think so. You're
0: addicted so. to the not drinking now. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> it's <laughs> going the other way. I don't know. But I don't but know. know exactly how you feel because I, I, uh, I did six weeks and I was. Uh, I was like, oh, I'm just going to keep this going. The, the challenge of not doing it becomes addictive. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So
2: then it's like, yeah. how, how far can I take it? I know. Let's get through some of these questions. I'm, I'm look, looking forward to seeing what we are. So, like I said, we've, we've asked people to record videos and send them in. And with these videos on Instagram, I can't view the video. I can view the video, but I only view it once or maybe twice. And then I didn't the video know deletes. that. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's kind of it, like Snapchat, isn't it? So I'm afraid of some of them, what they might be. I think I've got like five or six videos here. Uh, so I'm going to play them on the phone. This is the first time that we've heard them. Uh, the first time you've heard them. So let's see what it is. The first one is off uh, Three, three Lions Real Estate. This is our friend, Michael <coughs> White. He's a trainer at the gym. He listens to all our podcasts. But this is the one that I'm worried about. So Yeah, it we is. have no idea what's coming, so bear with us. Right, let's see if we can hear this. <laughs> I just wanted to know why you don't do more private sessions when you can make $300 an hour. (laughs) Try to talk like me. Hello, Tony. I just wanted to know why you don't do more private sessions when you can make $300 an hour. First of all, Michael, why you sound like a pedo? Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, definitely do. Uh, Why don't I do more private sessions because I can make $300 an hour? Uh, I, I'm not a fan of, of one-on-one training anymore, really. I, I train people. I mean, Glenn, you train all day, every day. You, you, that's all you do. You train one-on-one sessions like all the time. You know? Yeah, That's why you're six-figure Glenn making a fortune. Um, I enjoy it. I yeah, love, enjoy I love it.
0: training people.
2: I enjoy training people who really like to train. I think I got put off a little bit early in my in personal training career, training people who don't want to train. And that might sound crazy to people, like, why the fuck would anyone want to come and train with you if they don't want to train? But yeah. you've seen some of the clients I had, yeah, yeah. these rich kids who... Show up 45 minutes late. Yeah, then, yeah I mean, a lot, a lot, that was my favourite kind cost. I think
0: I, I get paid. No, yeah. not really, but... They, 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 them, but it, it, does it not... Do you not get that sense that you're just wasting your time when that happens? Even I though am. you're getting paid, it's like, I've just been stood around doing nothing for yeah. 45 minutes. You've not made an impact on anyone, you've not... Yeah. Not actually
2: worked? No. no. So, yeah, I mean, I, that, that, that's, that's, that kind of put a bit of taste in my mouth between the one-on-ones. But no, the only people I train now is people who really want to work out and, and have a good time and have I think, fun. I you think, know, think like, the, the way you go about
0: picking people you want to train is, like, it's people who you've built like business relationships with, or like you know, yeah. You you've networked with or whatever, and it's like that's the common ground. Is like you do a training session with them now and again, or when they're in town or something like that. It's funny I train more people for free than yeah, I do for, for. You do it
2: more as a but relationship I mean, I, Um I, really. I, might, I might train one session every two weeks for free, but so it's not more. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's that's why really. But, are. but I
0: think um, what the way you think as well is like you you put most of your time into um, building things that are gonna. Bigger, long term. Yeah. So you're putting your time into building the gyms, building the brand, building the box and burn academy. You know that kind of stuff, and that's you know um, that's setting the groundwork for making money while you sleep, yeah. long term. Where you're
2: making a lot of money straight up uh, weekly. Me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but at the same, I'm like you. I wanna. That's why you. I worrying. wanna do more. Where on I've got more thinking. time, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm working towards that, but right now what pays my bills is private training, so that's where I've got to put my my main focus, you know.
2: All right. Here's the next question. This is off Mary Sniffen. Mary is uh, the girl who won the personal uh, the, the personal training. Oh, yeah, she won you. this session
0: with me, yeah. We she did. posted a great review on iTunes and won a
2: private training session, and I trained her, I think, about a month ago. She's also done the Level 1 and Level 2 boxing Academy, so here it is, the question off Mary.
1: Um, disclaimer, this question, uh, questions, will take more than one video, so just, like, accept
2: it. Okay? <laughs> she wanting that at the time. You
1: guys have the best quality trainers, like, no doubt, and I imagine that's partly due to the mutual investment um, you and them both put in, but not every, uh, not every hire is right, so... So my question is, how do you negotiate and navigate the difference between putting a little more time into getting someone to the quality, quality that you want them at versus like it being time to let them go? And the reason I ask this is because I imagine you're not just, like, these trainers' employers. You're also their mentors and their educators and their friends. So that sort of professional line can potentially get blurred. So, like, how do you negotiate that? So how do you negotiate that professional line and boundary? And then how do you negotiate and navigate the conversation with each other as co-owners over, like, when to let someone go or not? Thanks. Thanks. Okay, one more question, and oh, then I promise oh, I am It's not a substantial quality question, but I like to stir the pot. Who is your favourite and why Boxenberg employee and Boxenberg member?
2: That's not fair. I'm not answering that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, let's, let's play that question again. No, not really. You <laughs> just took up like five minutes of me uh, podcast. Anyway, uh, great question. Hiring The hiring process is, has been a, a long process, and we've learned a lot along the five, six, five and a half years that we've been doing this. It's kind of, it's been kind of hit and miss, although now the hiring process is a lot, a lot better. And um, now, at one time, we grew that fast, boxing burn grew that fast, we needed trainers right then and there. So I remember there was one guy, uh, Sideshow Bob, we used to call him. He came in and (laughs) he was like... David Hay. That's what he looked like, didn't he? (laughs) And it was like, have you boxed before? Yeah, I've worked at all these gyms. All right, sound. And then... That that was kind of it. We hired him and he was terrible. But the thing goes, back in the day, we needed
0: manpower. So we had so many people coming into these classes and the gym was so full of members and people trying to get mitt work and... and get a good workout in we just needed anyone we could get yeah. just can you can you hold mitts and catch some punches yep all right done you're in hire them and pay them per class so that's what we needed at the beginning and then as as we grew and got smarter and put systems in place we realized like oh we can actually hire some talented trainers and hire people who actually want to do this for a career which has always been the challenge hiring you know career-based um, trainers so in the beginning, it was more just get people in. And I think now the approach is more... Well, this is, I know this is your approach, but hire passion first. Yes. And then train the skill and develop the talent over the weeks and months. So, I mean, obviously there has to be some degree of skill and talent to start, but it doesn't have to be the be-all and end-all. If someone's passionate as... As they can be, and they really want it, and this is, you know, clearly what they care about is being in the fitness industry or working for your gym. Or they came as a started as a member of the gym and just really want to work there. That's a good starting ground.
2: Higher personality and trained skill. That's what they say Yeah, uh, because you can, you can get someone with a million certifications who really knows the body and and really knows fitness uh, or really knows the industry that you're in. Mm-hmm. It's not just for fitness. But if if they haven't got the work ethic and they haven't got the personality, yeah. the the boring it's it's they, not going to go
0: very far. They got degrees coming out of their ass, but they can't hold down a conversation or yeah. you know
2: say hello to someone. Then it's useless. Which we've which we've seen. And then talking about letting people go, that's been a. It's always tough letting people go. It's always nerve wracking. And we've let like probably six or seven trainers go in the five years. And I mean, even though. Uh, the only reason we've let them go is because we wanted to let them go. Uh, it, it's still been difficult, you know, to, to actually sit down with them and say, listen, like, this is... It's not going to work. No, it's not going to work. Yeah. And there's been times in the past, more times than not, where we've kept someone on for way too long. We should have let them go weeks ago. Yeah. Like, I think just about every single person that we've let go, uh, we, we should, if you think about it now, everyone we've let go, we should let them go. A long Sooner. time before Before we before actually let them did. go Yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, And I think that's, that, that's the Hardest thing Is is letting someone go As soon as As soon as you realise They're not for, not for Not for us
0: Yeah definitely That's always the toughest part uh, The
2: last part of Maggie's question Who's your favourite member Or member she said I thought you oh, said Oh uh, 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 trainer sorry yeah uh, My favourite trainer Is probably Michael White well, He's not a trainer He's a realist <laughs> The one who <laughs> asked The first question No No uh, obviously it's it's Glenn Steven uh that that them two boys who've been with us from the very from the very beginning i mean and look at them now the 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 two best highest earning trainers in the company uh obviously it's a, it's hard not to see them, but then you know we, we've got we've got lots of other trainers now. I think the the team that we've got right now is the best team that we've ever had, yeah, by far. Like we every, have... every, the
0: thing is, it's hard to pick a favorite because everyone has a different quality that they bring. You know, like some trainers are just like the life of the gym, and the members love them, and they're like full of personality. And then others are just kind of stay off to the side and just get their work done and don't cause any yeah. issues. And others are like. You're doing really well financially, and others are bringing knowledge. So, everyone brings something different.
2: Yeah, I hope that answered your very
0: short question. I'm right? Sitting on the fence.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. Give us, give us the best trainer then.
0: The best trainer or my favorite trainer? Yeah.
2: If you have one, quick
0: oh, shit. Uh,
2: I can't even think of everyone. You're we have too many. Shit, mate. All right, next question is off our friend Kevin.
1: So Tony, we know you're now a proud American citizen, USA. <laughs> But if there's one thing that you could bring from England over
0: here to the U.S., what would it be? That's a great question.
1: And my second part, small question, is we know you've gone the whole of 2017 without a drop of liquor <laughs> or a single drink. Do you think that that's provided you a lot of health benefits or was it just a matter of...
2: So, Tony, we know you now. Right, yeah, sure. I'll cut off. Uh, so I mean, the second question got, got already answered in the yeah in, we well, that's awesome. That. Yeah. And like I said, we've never listened to these back. This is the first time we listen to these videos. Uh, but thanks for that, Kev uh, It's I'm glad that you're on this podcast with us, Glenn, because it's it's like what would I bring from England right now? Um, what would I bring from England? What's it?
0: What's it? <laughs> crisps. Uh, what Walkers crisps. I, I think, think that's a good question. That's I think a tough to You know what?
2: I, I miss some of the food from England, but at the same time. When you really, really think about it, now I'm pretty educated in food. I like to think it's all, it's all shit. Yeah, right? yeah. It's all bad. England,
0: England's really good at shit food.
2: Yeah, like that's stuff the, the that's best. terrible for you. We're really good at it. Yeah, in- pies, curries. Yeah, I think the thing that would be would be the food. Like the I- Indian food is is the best. You can't get a good Indian out here in America. You can get decent Indian out here, but it's not the same. Not, yeah, yeah.
0: So I would, if I pick one so thing, it would it's be, going to be food based. Would isn't it would be food. That's is there it. anything? Any, yeah, it's tough. Is there anything that we do better that they're missing out of over here? Not really. I think no. everything's better
2: over here. It is. <laughs> yeah. it, really, it really is. And yeah. I'm not just saying that. That's why we live here. Yeah. But uh, thanks for the question, Kev. I appreciate that. Uh, so next one we've got uh, over there. What's Kev's Instagram? Let me find that again. Just I like, I like to give people a shout out. So if you are to this and you want us to answer a question... Uh, we will do that. Uh, oh, Surnier fit. Surnier fit. S U R, ear fit. Yeah, Ear fit. Anyway, next next question. This is from Inner Strength underscore T S. Ready. sort of for the late reply but my question was uh, about boxing and I wanted to know what was yours and Glenn's favourite exercises to build up a strong lead hook by strong I mean powerful and quick as well thank you great question question. great question thanks for that question and uh, yeah this is from inner strength training systems on Instagram Mm -hmm. to to build up the lead hook uh, what exercises I I think it comes down to relaxation and getting the technique right and uh, be things like uh, what other thing I would say would be if it was an exercise it would be we be using the med ball against the wall turning your hips and slamming the med ball in and using that hip rotation yep. getting the core uh, strong but yeah I, I think to to build the, the strong lead who strong as in powerful you need to concentrate on technique transferring the weight from the front foot to the back foot um, when you finish the hook, you, your weight should be on the back foot, your front f- foot should be, front, front heel should be off the ground. And this is something I've been, I've made a video about this to put on uh, Instagram, one of them tip videos I've done. But uh, I've never, never posted yet because the background looks shit, but I'm going to post a video on this very soon. But yeah, I think getting the technique right, learn how to breathe and learn how to transfer the weight is is everything and getting more powerful in the hook.
0: Yeah. I think the
2: main reason why
0: people struggle with the lead hook is because their the side the front side, the lead side is usually the weaker side, right? So if you're an orthodox boxer, you're right-handed, that's your power side. You're throwing a punch from your left side, so people struggle to rotate the left hip. Rotate the left shoulder, left wrist. That's all all that left side You your naturally weaker side. So I think if you can do a lot of rotational movements, just focusing on rotating that left side, like you said, med ball slams against the wall. Um, Even developing a lot of front shoulder strength, so doing like unilateral push-ups and like single arm push-ups, body weight type stuff and explosive stuff off the ground to like make your your shoulder and your core and your obliques fire fast. Yeah. that stuff's all really good for that.
2: There's a video on me on on, on YouTube. Uh, it's recorded with a Not Me 3210 when I was 15 years old. And the quality's shit. But I'll get it in the show notes. Go to boxinglifepodcast.com forward slash Christmas. And jackie will put it in the show notes. And all I'm doing is practicing the left hook for like 30 seconds. And I'm smashing this bag in. Just like over and over. Just boom, Yeah, repetition. Boom, repetition, repetition yeah. on a bag. Get comfortable throwing it. And my left hook was one of my one of my best punches. I generated lots of power in it. Um, yeah, just by practicing it, getting that that technique te- technique down. Exhaling when you that, That's punch. one of the reasons
0: why I, I felt more comfortable in the southpaw stance. Because the minute that I did it when I was working with my boxing coach, he goes, "Oh, try uh, a hook in the southpaw stance." And like the the first couple that I did, he was like, "All right, we're gonna do southpaw from now on." Because it really? was just way easier from my right side. Yeah. so that's the more common thing in boxing now people boxing
2: with their power side forward and when teaching someone how to full left hook tell them for the first time it's going to be awkward punch because if you're a trainer and you're teaching someone boxing and you want to teach them a hook it's going to feel awkward especially the first time you throw it so if you tell them prepare them because the last thing that you want to do as a trainer is make your client feel awkward yeah that's why we always tell them that
0: yeah yeah definitely
2: uh all right, next question from uh, Joe Buckner. Joe's done the both Boxing Burn uh, Level 1 and Level 2 Academy. Great fella. Crazy one boxing gym. So here it is. My main man, Tony Jeffries. Here's my question. At what point did
1: you and Kev know that it was time to go from one location to two? And what were some of the deciding factors in that? Merry Christmas.
2: Uh, thanks
0: Joel shout great. out to Joy. he has a gym called Beautifully Savage if anyone's in the Colorado
2: area yeah he, he does <laughs> some check great his stuff gym out. his t-shirts and that's class yeah there? yeah, all yeah his really stuffs, good. good really good guy top lad um, when I, going from one gym to two gyms uh, <laughs> it's a it's a funny topic because I'm all like if you listen to podcasts and we've spoke about uh, with me and Kevin the differences I'm all go 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 where Kev's a bit more reserved and, and he he likes to uh, think and make sure things is. The right before we, we go into it. Um and when I come to opening the, the second location, it was something that we kind of disagreed That Kev wasn't a hundred percent ready to do it. Where I just thought, let's do it. The first location was booming. Business was really good. We couldn't really fit any more people into into Santa Monica. We were having classes of 60, yeah. 65, we even had one class of 70 people. Yeah. Uh so it was like <laughs> what can we do it's time to step up and, and open that next gym so uh, after a few conversations me and Kev we agreed let's do it we found the Brentwood location then we uh, then we opened it up and yeah I mean uh, looking back on it it was the right decision I think mate. oh yeah definitely I mean look what it's done for the brand the, the, it's really blew the brand up and we learnt a lot we learnt so much like I said we were growing that fast uh, and and then then we opened that second location even though Kev was probably right about the time, and it wasn't the perfect time, uh, but we we did it anyway, and then we then we and we had, we needed more trainers, so that's when we were hiring some shit trainers, yeah. and uh, yeah, I mean I mean we learned and, and now it's now it's great. Um, there's never really a perfect time, no, is there? I don't think. No, and, and I think I th- if
0: you if you sit around and wait until you feel comfortable enough to make a move.
2: I, you, you know the, I don't think you'll ever get to that yeah and, and that's one thing that I'm, I'm massive on is like uh, and we've had like Steve Krebs was saying it a lot and uh, Kevin Crew says it a lot is perfection prevents productivity mm. if you wait for the perfect time in anything not just opening another gym but in anything you're going to be waiting a long time Yeah, like the Box and Burn Academy our education program we decided that we were going to do that one day we announced it the next day uh, in eight weeks, and we never had anything planned. Yeah. Remember me and you sitting in Blue, blue Daisy, yeah. writing down the how what we're going to do? Yeah. So if we wait for the perfect time, we'll probably still be waiting right now. Because <laughs> yeah. especially how busy we are. Yeah, we'll be like, no, it's not ready yet. We haven't got time. So that that's what I think with, with everything that you do is just just do it. You've <coughs> just got to do it. If, if you're going to do it, do it. Like, yeah, if, yeah. Think, if, if you can do it, think about it. But yeah, if, if you're just waiting and waiting and waiting, I think that's a. Uh, the biggest thing that prevents people from success is fear, and that's when you when you're trying to look for perfection all the time. It's kind of the fear that it's not perfect, yeah, so it's or it might not work, up. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, fear, fear stops stops people from being successful. I really want to do
0: this, but what if it doesn't work or what if people don't like it? It's yeah. like, nah, fuck that. Like, 100% I'm doing this. People are definitely going to like it. It's definitely going to work. If you have that mentality, I think e- e- if you go on either side, either way you're right. If you think, like, I'm right either way. So if you're like, oh, it might not work, then you're probably going to be right. It probably won't work. Right. Whereas if you go into it thinking this is definitely going to work, I'm smashing it, you're probably going to be yeah. right. It probably will. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I mean, but uh, I don't know. Cause everything
0: might might not work. I mean, but if you think that the yeah. chances of it not working are higher, right? Then
2: if you think I'm going to smash this, yeah, like I think everything. I'm going to smash everything. I'm yeah, gonna, everything so, I do, so I'm going yeah. uh, to smash. <laughs> <have that confidence. laughs> yeah, you've got to have that confidence. Yeah, you've got you've got to have the confidence, and yeah, and I think I think just just really do it. You know. Yeah. Uh, Next. Next. This is the last video question. The other ones is not. This is from Stephen underscore B&B. Not Stephen King. This is our other guy, Stephen. Uh, let's see. Here we go. A few questions for you. First one is name your top three favorite boxers of all time. Mm. And then question two is your best memory while in the ring. Yeah, I got a few questions. Right. So best... Uh, go on Glenn you, the, you answer your first first three, three uh, it's tough
0: I'd say I think Sergio Martinez would probably be number one. Oh yeah you love that guy Floyd Mayweather number two and then I'd, I don't know it's tough I think when when he was actually fighting I'd say maybe Froch number three yeah Froch was great. I used to love watching him especially when he was fighting over here a lot uh, on Showtime yeah uh, so yeah maybe those three just because he was just so so odd and just he was really unorthodox style too I really like slick skilled fighters and he I don't think he was like the, the most skilled but he just yeah. so hard and
2: tough just ridiculous uh, my, my favourite fighter is Roy Jones Jr Yeah. then Prince Nazeem Hamad yeah. or, or, all the way around them two were the best yeah ridiculous and then I'd uh, then I'd probably see Lomachenko yeah, was was uh, a good shout. Like the them three fighters. You love your flashy fighters. I <laughs> love the flashy fighters. See, I'm bored of, I'm bored of boxing now. I, I cannot watch boxing unless it's a huge fight or a friend, which I've still got lots of friends uh, who's doing really well in boxing. I'll not watch it. I'm, yeah. I'm just, I've seen that many fights in my life. It's just boring to I me. Mean, uh, so, yeah, I mean, if it's someone flashy like that, I'll, I'll love that shit. Yeah. And then the second question was, what was my favourite, what was it? My favourite experience in the ring? Oh, yeah. It, it was in the Olympic uh, in the Olympic quarterfinals, when I knew that I was ten points up in the in the last round, and the crowds started chanting down ten, nine, the last eight. ten seconds of the last round of uh, the last round, no, and it was I, knew I was ten points up. So the only way I was going to not get an Olympic medal was if I was going to get knocked out. And I was running around that ring, yeah. <laughs> and then the then the bell rang, and I just jumped over. That was the single best moment, not just of me boxing career, of me life. It was yeah. the fucking best feeling ever
0: yeah. ever
2: can never beat that being on an eight year training programme to get to the Olympics and then to finally get that Olympic medal I mean that's yeah.
0: the best moment that's, that's unbelievable and yeah. then someone we, we talked about this on a previous podcast I don't know if uh, you remember this but someone said was it you said that was the best moment of my life and they were like um, no what about having kids and you're like no, kids. I think kids is stressful as fuck. It's horrible. Yeah. Because you, you had issues with the birth of yeah. your first kid. I had issues when I was in labour as well. It's, like, it's horrible.
2: It's, yeah. not an, it's not an enjoyable experience. <laughs> it's stress. I know. That shit, stuff could uh, go uh, wrong and all this. William McCulloch, Olympic silver medalist, he, he said to me, uh, was that the baby show for my first kid? He went, uh, do you think winning the Olympic medal was good? He went, will you have a kid? It's the best feeling ever. I went, yeah. what? Yeah. Really? It's that good? Yeah. And I couldn't really have the kid. I my first kid. Then my first kid came off and there was like 50 people in the room trying to shoot. I'd breathe even difficult. He's shitting, stick, sticking shit down her throat. I was crying, devastated. I went, mate. And you're just thinking of Wayne McCullough. What the
0: fuck is he talking what about? What's he talking
2: about, <laughs> mate? Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I've, that was by far the, the, best, uh, the best feeling ever. So let's go into some of these... Uh, all the questions that I got from Instagram and DM. So uh, it's one of me mum there. Are well, you definitely coming home next year? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Alex underscore B and B, the box and burn trainer. Where do you see box and burn as a company in the next five years? It's great question. Oh, great question. Great question. Well, we've just signed a five year lease for box and burn Brentwood. So. Still going strong, and I think moving with the times, the things are changing all the time. You were just saying last night, Glenn, about when we we're talking about uh, uh, how, how the fitness industry's changing. Yeah, we've got to, we've got to change with the fitness industry. Totally. You, was it you were saying about don't be the blockbuster? About what? Being blockbuster video. No. So uh, I think it was Josh, Josh Pollard was saying, like, uh, what do you want to be? Do you want to be the blockbuster video store or do you want to be Netflix? Right. You know what I mean? That's a great great analogy. Look look what happened. Blockbuster stuck with the old school. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, seeing what happened with Netflix. Yeah. So, yeah, just keep moving with the times, keep enjoying it and and having fun. And the Boxing Moon Academy is going to be massive. And then straight above that was Michael uh, White. What's your five-year goal? Um, I've got a goal for next year. I've told you this. I want to be sitting on a beach in Australia making money using the ipad but i want to make not just 50 dollars. i want to make m- enough money that it's paid for the trip to australia and more yeah so you want to be working remotely from wherever you want yeah yeah uh obviously uh, i
0: was being salamonia have you got a five-year goal not five no i made a two-year goal uh a year ago and and it's on track so yeah i've not really thought that far ahead i mean for me, I just can't even think past tomorrow. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, I, I've kind of got a, a vision, you know, of 30, 30 days, a couple of months, this time next year, next six months. I kinda, I do think a little bit like that, but for the most part, I'm pretty day-to-day.
2: Right, yeah. Michael White again. So he's done three real estate, the three Lions real estate in the next one. Hardest punch you've ever been in with, sparring comp- competitively. The hardest punch I've ever been in with was... Um, What's he called? Oval McKenzie. Yeah, I told yeah. you that before. Yeah, man. yeah. Oval McKenzie, the African guy who was a Commonwealth champion, like everyweight champ. Harder than Frotch? Yeah, he punched harder than Carl Frotch. I with yeah. Carl Frotch quite a bit as well. He punched to R as well, by yeah. the way. He was one. Of, he was up there. But Oval McKenzie hit me so hard in the side of the head, like it burst my eardrum. I had a head guard on. In sparring, in sparring. As well? sparring through like, through yeah. headguard and 16 ounce gloves. Yeah, I had to pull out of a fight and lost 20 grand, but not a big deal. <laughs> Fucking hell. Good. I know. Uh, so, Oval McKenzie, yeah. Um, who else? I don't know. There's loads, you know. Uh, next one, Weston underscore Cal What's that say? Uh,
0: yeah, Weston underscore
2: Cal Oya. Yeah. Um, what do you think of all this talk about Floyd entering the UFC? Given that his boxing is so immaculate, do you think he could make the switch if he had a reasonable amount of time to prepare for it? or is the idea... As ridiculous as everyone's seen It's completely ridiculous Completely ridiculous Floyd in the UFC So Get killed He said he's going to he Fight Conor McGregor for a, a billion dollars I'm sure he would I mean he'd get fucking Eaten alive but See um, I, 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 I don't know if he would I mean it's a billion dollars What the fuck can he do With a billion dollars What you can't do with He's already a billionaire but I don't think he's a billionaire, well, did, did he
0: just certify himself a billionaire? After what, the did he? I think so, yeah. I don't know. But what? don't forget, a billionaire
2: in America is different to a billionaire in England. Yeah. But, but, but at that level of richness, what else can you buy? Obviously, Floyd Mayweather can buy anything he wants. He might not be able to buy a private island, or he might, but he can buy anything he wants. But it's not worth him going in there and getting knocked out, because that's what will happen within yeah. one round. Yeah. With getting kicked in the head or getting his leg broken or getting ch- choked unconscious in front of millions of people it 's not worth a billion dollars to him for for that i don 't even think it 's worth talking about to be honest it 's just so ludicrous you think yeah but uh, the season talks with Dana white so anyway uh yeah I, th- I think I think it 's crazy and i don 't think he i don't think he'd last around if nah. it, if it did do that uh, people forget it's two different sports
0: right two totally different sports. I saw something the other day on um uh, I think it was Tony Bell used Instagram, and it said, uh, "It's like why? Why are we talking about this?" And it, I agree with him. He was saying it's like asking Messi to go and play rugby. Yeah. Say he's going to kill it in rugby, or like asking like the best rugby player to go and play in
2: Premier League or something. It's just the two totally different things. Right, definitely. Next question: Thomas Headley, nineteen ninety one, on Instagram. Best fight that you've seen in the gym, amateur or pro. Frankie Gavin was the really? best fighter I've seen in the gym. Frankie Gavin was unbelievable. Absolutely the best talent ever, uh, followed closely by James DeGale, and well, Billy Joe Saunders as well.
0: Do you, do you really believe that there's, like, good gym fighters? You know, like... Like great sparring partners who were just fucking on fire in the gym, and you can't touch them and all that. But then, when the, when it comes to fighting on TV or under the lights, or whatever, yeah. they kind of freeze or yeah. They don't, I think don't, I think the live is.
2: up to the potential. I don't really know anyone. By so Rashad like Holloway, that. <laughs> <Like> Rashad, Rashad <laughs> Holloway. But I don't really know anyone like I'm not really seeing people like that. Frankie was an amazing amateur in the gym, but also a performer. He beat, he beat this Cuban who was a two-time Olympic champion. Not sorry, a, a Russian who had been undefeated in like. 15 year No one had beat him And Frankie Boxed him in the world championships And beat him pretty easy Yeah And then uh, Coming to the Olympic Games He he qualified That's when he qualified Uh, By the way He was Britain's first ever Amateur boxing boxing world champion And then come to the Olympic Games He couldn't make the weight That guy who he just beat Won the Olympics again That was the second time He won them Uh, So Frankie Gavin And then James DeGale I remember He used to spar with James De Uh all the time, he was me on one Spawn point partner for Olympics and he he beat me, like I was a weight above, he beat me like eight out of ten times Yeah, and I remember seeing him one time, like, how the hell do you ever get beat? Because this was before he, he he won the Olympics and all that and he didn't used to win every tournament he was in. Like, he's so good, like, yeah. he so awkward. Um, he, he was another one then. Billy Joe Saunders, Kalyafai, both world champions now, both killing it, you know, yeah. so then were some great fighters. Next question by trying to enjoy life since 86 look at that that's a good handle that's a good handle uh, do you know what it reminds me of there when i was reading that out there's this video and i'll get jackie to put this in the show notes podcast life podcast.com forward slash christmas i get this in the show notes It's a video i posted on facebook the other day where it's a guy and i showed you this video and he's and he's on the uh what's it called the the thing at work and he's saying oh it... the parking fellas yeah oh this is Bella. He's he's a."
0: Can but you give the link, the handle out who, who posted that video so people can go and check it out? Uh, someone sent us it on WhatsApp the other day, but is it on Instagram though or not? I put it on my Facebook. Put oh, uh, Class. Send everyone to your Facebook. You got to go and see this. People. It's amazing. No, I'll, I'll, I'll play it now. Yeah, it's one of the best practical jokes I've ever seen. <laughs> it's for, it's class. So just to set the scene, you got two. Are think Irish. It's like Northern Ireland. No,
2: right? they, they, I think the English somewhere in England. So set the scene. Oh, the Irish. <laughs> So, Set the scene Go So on. yeah So the the inner office At work And uh, the, there's a There's a sliding window Kind of like a McDonald's It's not a McDonald's It's like mother uh, must be working For a parking facility It's like in a parking garage Yeah And it's like yeah. a, a slide along window <laughs> And he gets on the intercom mic And uh, he's reading off A piece of paper What what the guy says About the number plate Now uh, He's reading out A car registration a car so, registration yeah, someone has to move it Yeah listen to this Maybe, okay, we'll get someone to... If somebody comes over... Don't tell you shade. the car. Okay? Yeah, Irish. Owner of a red car and registration NE14ABJ contact the room. That's owner of a red car registration NE14ABJ contact the please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so, that's so funny. Hey, they're Northern Irish, aren't they? Yeah. So <laughs> you can search that video on, on, on YouTube. N-E-1-4-A-B-J. Please move your car. So, so funny. Belter. So funny. Uh, how it, did we get it talking about that there? Because uh, oh. that... Someone, the guy that sent you the question, didn't he? Oh yeah, know, yeah. So, he, so his name was trying. His name is uh, trying right. to enjoy life since eighty six. So that reminds us I thought. Yeah, yeah. I thought. Hang on, I'm reading this out here. <laughs> Someone's doing me one of them. It's a Anyway, his question is: Tyson Fury actually give a shit and had any luck against Klitschko? Uh, was, was a, had, did he have a lucky day against Did he have a lucky day no. against Klitschko? No, not th- at all. Go on, Glenn. I don't think there's any luck in boxing. I think.
0: Yeah, it's it's it is what it is. So he yeah. there's no real luck involved in, in any of it.
2: He just outboxed the shit out of him and showed his his skills. Yeah. I um uh, I I I'm I'm a Tyson Fury fan and yeah, he's very awkward, very unorthodox. Yeah. Uh, as for a comeback, I really I really can't see him doing the comeback. He's talking about it and he's training yeah. and there's a hype around him. He's only twenty nine years old right now. Uh but I just think he's got a long, long way to go and he's had too much time off to get to back to anything where he was. Yeah. Do was talk about him um, fighting David Price as a comeback fight. Yeah, that would be a great fight for him. I've done a blog on that and I said uh, that's a fight that David Price could win. I've got loads of shit for saying that. Like, really? but That's what I think. Next question from Shark underscore B&B. It's one of our trainers, Shark. How's it gone, mate? Uh, what's your goals for 2018? I've just spoke about my goal. What's yours? Uh, sp- sp- Put more time into the academy and
0: and just keep traveling with the academy, and tr- tr- start to try and see a little bit of a shift, more from the private training side to the, uh, running and, and stepping up the game with the uh, Box and Burn Academy. That's yeah. Kinda my, Burn that's kind of my goal is to try and shift that across and and you know just just stay healthy and active and be even fitter and even better next year. Yeah. Just keep going. Like every year, I feel I'm getting better and stronger and more knowledgeable on stuff so just keep that pattern going nice
2: yeah and I want to <laughs> earn money on the beach <laughs> um, MC Cook 83 milk chocolate digestives or jammy dodgers oh it's a great question milk chocolate digestives all day mate all I'd, day. I'd go jammy dodger I think really yeah. old school them's biscuits from England Dave. yeah yeah uh, what do you call a biscuit in America cookie A cookie cookie from England uh, next one from Brandon Crullo. Uh what's your biggest fear in life Spiders. <laughs> Be, I don't know. That's a good question. I'll tell you what mine is. I, I, I'll, t- I'll tell you what mine is. I, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Is about my brain health. If I've got dementia or not. I'm really scared of kids I've got dementia and I and I and I go fucking Lulu and uh, and and I, and I can't remember my kids' names. I can't remember what the, what I'm doing. You know, yeah, that, that yeah. that's a real big fear for me and. I shouldn't think about it, but I, the more I think about it, the more I think about it, and the more I, I forget what I'm seeing. If I forget something that I'm seeing, I'm like, "Fuck, that's because I'm I've got dementia." Yeah. So my biggest fear in 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 my life uh, is is getting dementia. Stay on that on it, alpha brain son. No, see, I'd say I mean <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan of honor, but like things like like that, I I, I don't know whether they're good for the brain or not, because you you it is making doing something to your brain. But is it, is it helping? Mean, it helps in the short term, but is it a long-term thing? I want to talk to Aubrey about that because I know Aubrey's uh, smart as fuck and I've spoke to Aubrey, Aubrey Marcus, who's the owner on it, and, uh, about brain health before. And uh, But yeah, maybe it is good, maybe it's not. I, I don't know. We'll have a chat it. to him when we get out there. Yeah. Um, what was the question again? What's, What's your, your biggest fear in life?
0: <sighs> uh, for me, not... I mean, it sounds kind of fucked, but not not having enough money for things, for, like, being able to buy my sons, like, having not so much for myself, but for him, like, not being able to, like, get him in good schools and shit like that, and having to, like, have a shit standard of living because I don't have enough money. Right. Or just struggling. I I never want to, like, have a life where I'm struggling to pay for shit. Yeah. That's what I'm fearful of. I always want to be comfortable. I don't give a fuck about having yachts or bentley's or any of that shit i just want to be comfortable all the time and not have to like think i can't afford this can't afford that and scrimping here and not paying bills and shit that's a bit of a big. that's a bit of a yeah. fear for me
2: yeah that's great i think uh, i think that's something that we uh, as well what where it's cost it's cost what what we've got now we, we haven't got like a we haven't got a normal job where you mm. where you're getting a salary, salary each, yeah. each week that's probably why that comes from it's yeah. like you know if you knew you were getting what you were getting each week, every single week, you'd be sound. But yeah. in, you just know if you need to work this hour to get this money. Yeah. Thoughts on Danny Jacobs fighting Billy Joe Saunders, the winner, fighting Canelo? I think that's the... I think Danny
0: Jacobs is a harder fight for Billy Joe Saunders than Canelo or Triple G. I agree. Because he's he's highly skilled, he's aggressive. It's, like, styles-wise, I think that's a harder fight for
2: him. Yeah. By the way, that, qu- that question's off um, Matt Bowers underscore... Um, yeah mate Great fight uh, It's a great fight But I, I, would, I would I would agree with Glenn And, and see like I think Billy Joe Canelo Is going to be A better fight For, for Billy Joe I, I would love to see uh, Canelo fight Danny Jacobs as well Yeah I think it will be A great fight But you know what I kind of think Canelo would stop Danny Jacobs Yeah I think so too <laughs> Styles <laughs> make fights Yeah Styles makes fights uh, Claire Goff 86 What have you asked For the Christmas For Christmas
0: Uh, nothing yet. Yeah. Oh, shit, these questions, man, they're getting me. I asked asked him for a Tesla, but he hasn't come yet. So hopefully on Christmas morning I'll have a brand new Tesla outside.
2: That would be nice. Two minutes ago I just said I don't give a shit about cars or anything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I asked for a Tesla. See, I was on the fence. I still didn't know if if Santa Claus was real or not, but she said he is, so maybe he is. I think he is. (laughs) Uh, I seen him the other day outside, Bulletproof. Do you know what? Do you know what my my favorite thing for Christmas is now? Is uh, is watching my kids' faces. That's the best thing. It's have
0: you got uh, the elf on a shelf going? No. This is. I don't know if this is an American thing or if the no, it English. No, it's English. My sister does it, as well. right? So we've got that going at home. So if anyone doesn't know what it is, you have an elf in, in the house and you put it on a shelf somewhere, and then every night it moves. So you move, you obviously move it, and then uh, your, your kid sees it next morning. Like, oh, it's moved. And the rule is they can't touch it. And the elf's there to like tell Father Christmas whether you've been good or not. It's really good. Like what you were saying, that's my fa- favorite part. Now I don't give a shit about getting presents or anything. It's like just seeing him buzz off that elf on a shelf thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've got a picture here that Stephen King sent us. It's a it's a picture of an elf. Elf. <laughs> what, if you're watching this on On there Can you see it There No So yeah You can see it If you zoom in It's a picture Of an elf uh, (laughs) With toilet roll Sitting watching porn So you can guess What he's doing (laughs) Uh, It's uh, a fella Of a picture That's obviously uh, Next one If This is from um, (laughs) I am Underscore Josh If Canelo Triple G Two happens uh, Does not Come Into In a fruition would you want to watch Triple G versus Billy Joe Saunders and do you think Triple G popularity increased after the Canelo fight uh, that he can sell a significant amount of pay-per-views good question Um, I I think that fight with Triple G and Canelo has got to happen it really has yeah the rematch has got to happen I
0: think Billy Joe Saunders fights Danny Jacobs Canelo rematches Triple G and then it looks like the winner of them two fights is going to get it on yeah I think Canelo beats Triple G more convincingly the second time. You think? because yeah. oh, you thought he won the first time. I think yeah. he
2: just nicked the first one. Yeah, I think uh, maybe one round maybe. Tri- triple G, I think he's getting a bit over the uh, over the hill. He's at you know. I
0: think he's been fighting I, forever. I don't know about that, but he's what is he 36, 37? Yeah, he's. You know, and he's going it's going to, to be another six months before he, they fight. Right. Uh,
2: yeah, I just think Canelo's too explosive and and, and sharp for him. Yeah, and I think his popularity's increased. It's like it's a snowball effect. I think with with boxing, especially after fighting Canelo, who's, who's like a, a big name. We've got all the Mexican fans. Uh, so yeah, his his popularity's definitely increased. Uh, but yeah, I mean, let's let's hope let's hope it does happen, and hopefully Billy Joe Saunders can fight Triple G or Canelo. Yeah, uh, and I'll not pick Billy Joe over both of them. Chris. Chris Onsepara. Chris on Separa. Was that it? So what? Is that how you spell it? Chris on, uh, on Separa, yeah. Yeah. Did you go to Derwent Hill or Grange with Comp? I went to Derwent Hill. Did you go to Derwent Hill? What's that? It's like a place where you go when you're, when you're at school to, uh, mm. I don't know, you, 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 what do you do? The activities like orienteering and all that. Yeah, I went to Derwent Hill. It was good. It was fun. Um... Next one is. All right, moving on. <laughs> All right, moving on. <coughs> <coughs> uh, of our Jackie Martinez, who does the show notes for the podcast. Do you create a savings or Glenis or something? You'll answer. Do you create a savings budget for yourself each month? What steps do you take trying myself to uh, trying myself to create a better spending habits with the amount of money I have coming in? Great question.
0: Great question. I don't set a budget, but check out an app called Digit. D I G I T, and um, that's been amazing. It's like what what it does. It just it you set it up to your uh, bank account, and it'll just pull money out of your bank account at random, um, based on how much you're spending. So if you spend a shitload in a week, it won't save that much. Whereas if you don't spend that much that week, it'll pull more. Right. And it'll just automatically
2: save into a digital account for you. Yeah. Really good. Check it out. It's just something that I would love to get better at because right now, and I always think to myself, I really need to get <coughs> into better spending habits. Cause I spend money on stupid shit right now where I shouldn't be spending on. Uh, it's that addiction to them Amazon packages on your doorstep, isn't it? It is. It is. When you order from Amazon, and then the package turns up. Mm. You get that little, that little. Uh, what's it called? The adrenaline, the, uh, adrenaline rush. Adrenaline No, the like a buzz. Yeah, what's it called? The buzz, like the effect that you get when you see likes and all that. That's called the. Uh, yeah, it's like um, it's like a release. Of endorphins. Of, 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 yeah, That's yeah an endorphin. The release. endorphin buzz. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that's what I was doing. So anyway, I need to get better. on I've uh, I've got an app called Econ, which is an investment app where it's like you keep the change app. So you can put money in there yeah. and it invests for you. Stash is good for that too. There's an app called Stash for investments.
0: Do you use it? I've got it. I don't really use it that much now. Just like, just because of time. I
2: don't. really I use Econ. So I want to show you this now, Glenn. Get them. Get into it. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how much money I've got in this app. But I will see it. But I've been putting... Wow. I'll, I'll, show, I'll show you. <laughs> so that's how much I've put in. But look at this. So with this Econ app, I've gained over all time on my savings. Come on, I've gained 32%. That's why so I've made that much profit yeah. through Econ. So it's keep the change app and the change that it does, this app invests it into whatever for you. I don't really it know. It does automatic investment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and... Obviously, you make more money. So this month, I've I've gained one point four five percent. The last six months, I've gained I've gained sixteen percent of uh, the yeah of of the money I've got saved in. So that's a lot. That's that's quite a bit of money. You're not going to get that in a bank. No. Uh, and and the thing is, don't be. Affra- I wouldn't be afraid to to use this because. It's on. It's in their best interest for you to make money because that's the only way they make money. Yeah. So if you're not making money, they're not making money. So they don't want you to lose it. And then you can pick how aggressive you want to go. I'm um, flat out. I go all, all in. Yeah. So yeah, I would. I would chat a lot about. watch someone? How do one. you spell that one? Acorn, It is, ace Just like the like the C O R N S. We'll get this on the show notes as well. Yeah. Uh, Life forward slash Christmas. So yeah, I hope that helps you, Jackie. Uh, next question is from Peter Ordinary. Hey Tony, what do you think of all these released UFO, UFO sightings? Have you seen that? No. Have you not? It's it's come from the Pentagon that uh, the, the the there's a, like a video of a UFO. <sighs> not like le, like legit. Like no one knows what it is. But uh, like, hasn't this happened since? The beginning of pictures. It has, but it has, but it, no, it hasn't happened. When was the last time that happened? It Hasn't happened forever, but no one can just think what it is. All right, so someone something's in the sky and no one knows what it is. Yeah, like even uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson mm. doesn't know what it is, uh, and where was it pictured? In the sky, <laughs> I don't know. Whereabouts? or in America. I'm, a, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm, the, the Pentagon had it, and it got released. The Pentagon had twenty million. Dollars invested into this program, uh, as far as I know, and the, the guy left left the Pentagon, and he he released his footage, right, or some shit. So, I don't know. Like, I really believe that there is life out there. I really do think that there is. Uh, there's got to be, aren't there? It's that big. It's just ongoing. I'm sure, there's po- high possibility, yeah. But I just think like you
0: you get yourself into a hole, and you get people become obsessed with. Trying to find it or
2: prove it, and it's like you're never going to be able to do either. You know what? I, I seen. I Same. was watching an interview with Neil Drax Tyson, and he said, uh, "Yeah, it's a UFO. All right. Yeah, we don't know what it is. Yeah. It's aliens coming. If it's aliens coming, it's aliens coming. But like, I don't know that. So until you find out that that's, it, that, it that's is, what it then is, then come back to me and tell me. Exactly. I'm not going to spend my time now trying to discover exactly. what it is. <laughs> yeah, because you don't to know. Second guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean. I love it. I love it in my lifetime, if in now got, our I lifetime, if, if something got discovered. In like class, that. yeah, it'd be fun. Um, but, I that, but we're still f- so far behind. Do you know how the sea it's going to take us, like, in 20, 20 years we'll be able to do this and this, this. Why not? Why can't we do it now? Yeah. They know that we're going to be able to do it. Yeah. let just do it now. Yeah, yeah.
0: Obviously it's not as easy as that. Like Virgin, Atlantic, Virgin America flights to the moon.
2: I know. it for know.
0: A, a day trip. Figure it out. Let's pop let's go to the moon for the weekend. Yeah.
2: Hire more people, Richard Branson, and let's do that. Yeah, Come on, Branson, sort your shit out. <laughs> uh next one is from P G O W Am I reading that right, Claire? Uh at P G O W S E P T. I wanna what? know what that stands for. Oh no, let's have a look I'll click sw- on his profile. Oh, it's Paul Jonesy B S C oh. personal trainer. Nice. Thirty thousand He's a lot followers. of followers, yeah? yeah. He's not verified though. Hasn't got that little blue tick. Have you, have you mate? I have to sort of that out. <laughs> Online trainer coach. Nice. This is a beautiful question. I'm sure. Let's have a look. Uh, what's your thoughts on work rest on pads and gloves? Uh, what's your thoughts on <coughs> work rest time on the pads and gloves or heavy bag for fat loss clients? Read that, Clay. I'm, I'm fucking
0: What's your thoughts on work to rest time on the pads? and gloves or a heavy bag for fat loss clients it's exactly what you just said so i'd say work to rest time it depends on it only, that depends on the fitness level of who you're training so uh, some people i train i'll do 10 minute round like back to back because they're more concerned about endurance and then just pace them through that round and pick it up halfway through or towards the end other people i'll just do two-minute rounds with a minute rest because their fitness level isn't as good. Or you could still do two-minute rest and one minute... Or two-minute rounds and one-minute rest with someone who's really fit and just blast them the whole two minutes and move them around a lot. So um, it all depends on what you're trying to work on. If you're trying to work on, uh, you know, endurance and stamina over a long period of time, do longer rounds and, and less rest yeah, and lower the intensity or you can shorten up the, the work p- period and... and up the intensity.
2: Yeah, it all, all depends on the client. But what I what I always do, I always do either two-minute rounds or three-minute rounds. Sometimes I'll do 90-second rounds if they're really unfit. And it's it's always better to do, let's say all my sessions is just purely boxing, it's better to do uh, 10 two-minute rounds with someone than do three three-minute rounds with someone. The the reason being... Say, say that again, 10 two-minute rounds. Yeah, I'd rather do that's, 10 two-minute rounds. That's uh, 20 minutes. Yeah than three three-minute rounds. The reason why I'm saying three three-minute rounds because you're going to be exhausted after three three-minute rounds. Yeah. Right? Because... because um, that's only nine minutes. I know. But, I'm, I'm, but Basically, what I'm saying is I would rather do more two-minute rounds than less three-minute rounds, even right. if the time was the same. Because they're gonna, after, if, they're, if they're not fit, they're going to get real tired after going into that third minute. Yeah. Right? And when they get tired, what happens? They don't feel good. And they don't feel good uh, you, you need always want your clients to feel good feel right. sharp obviously yeah. you're going to get tired after 10, 2 minute rounds yeah yeah um, but it depends what you're working on as well like you know if you're
0: doing a 3 minute round you, you could be spending like 1 minute just on trying to perfect a punch yeah that's true you know and you could be working on some technique or whatever yeah, yeah. but uh, what I do with Travis Barker is 10 minute rounds back to back 1 minute rest
2: oh me to do that that was that name that you just dropped. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it was just, I was talking no, about on. this to someone over sure. there. He's like, uh, "Does he do? Does he really do two ten, ten? Does he do like two three ten minute rounds back to back? I'm like yeah." Travis Boyle is the Only fittest one, one minute in between that I've ever met. Yeah, he just posted right? a video actually on his Instagram last last week of me doing.
2: It's like a time lapse, <laughs> but it's two ten minute rounds back to back, speed it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I saw seen that. I was yeah. quite. Uh, yeah, I'm, tra- Travis is unbelievable. He he was telling telling me before that in his back garden he does battle ropes for like ten fifteen minutes non stop yeah, on, yeah. on his knees non stop on his knees just for fun. Uh, what what a great fella he is. But yeah, I mean it depends on the client, depends on the goals. But I would I, I like to keep them shorter to keep the punches sharper and keep p- keep them feeling better mm. rather than getting drag, dragging them into the into the later rounds. And getting them Do you know what's weird? It's like
0: sometimes a two minute round can be harder than a three minute round. Because yeah. if you're training them through a three minute round You, you pace it more Because right. you know it's longer Whereas you've got two minutes I'm going to get stuck in
2: Yeah I've got a I've got an, uh, another video here uh, For seeing Primate our, our, our friend Ricky, another guy who's done the Boxing Burn Academy He owns his own little fitness facility So It's a video for, one Yeah, for seeing, uh, for seeing underscore Primate Here it is, a little video Lord, come on Is that your fault or his fault? I'm blaming him. Since it's, it's loading up, no.
0: What's up, Tony, Glenn, Kevin, if you're there. What's up, Kevin? This is Ricky for Primate. Prime 8. I want to know, when did you guys make that decision to jump from the bluffs over to the gym? And what helped you guys make that decision? Hey,
2: what's up? Thanks, mate. Thanks for the question. Uh, how, how did we go from the bluffs? So if you don't know, we started doing a boot camp on the beach. Um in Santa Monica on the bluffs and then we opened our first location and again the the boot camp got busy
0: it was more out of necessity wasn't it I mean well it was but I think you always obviously wanted to have a gym
2: yeah the goal was to to look for a facility me and Kev spent hours and days and, and weeks driving around the streets of Los Angeles looking for facilities with signs on that says for lease uh but it was like we, we had Mickey Rock was going to be the investor in Box and Burn. We were going to get a hundred grand off him. And when it was time for and so so we had a bit more confidence, right? And we were looking driving around looking for buildings, and then we found one. Mickey was away doing some film, and then uh, when he came back from the film, we'd already opened a gym. I brought my savings from me boxing in in the facility, and I came back, and then Mickey was has changed his he's his, his demands what he wanted he wanted he wanted more than 33% of the gym he wanted 33% of everything me and Kevin uh, earned as well so by this time we'd opened the gym we would broke even the first month and uh it was like nah fine we'll not do it best thing we've ever done never never gone into business with him yeah uh, but I think that that having that that money uh well thinking we had that money helped give us confidence but as well like you know what i'm like i'm not not scared at all i'm not scared i, I just knew that we had a good thing and i knew that i put my money in it, i wasn't i wasn't going to blow anything
0: yeah you know it just got to a point with the classes at the beach where it was just packed every week yeah. and then it was getting towards i think end of uh, october i think right and with the times we were doing it it was starting to get dark so it was getting harder to put these classes on because we've been doing them throughout the summer months yeah. where it was light and then we get more and more people, and it started getting dark. And we were like, and then that's when you signed the the lease signed for the, the gym lease. and got this got the spot. So it was like perfect timing, really. Yeah, it just made sense to. All right, let's move it to a gym.
2: Yep. Um, all right. Next question from Rob Irvine: Three things that you missed from and back home. I think we answered that question. Uh before, chocolate digestives, curries. Yeah, curries, and definitely rain. And Greg's pasties. Oh, Greg. yeah. I've done a podcast. Rob, listen to this one. What's your uh, favourite pasty, though? What flavour of pasty? Uh, have you had the bean one? Sausage and no. bean? No. <laughs> Unbelievable, <laughs> man. Unbelievable. <coughs> uh, I've done a podcast. My very first show, I've done Sunderland versus LA. The, the, go back and listen to that. The very first podcast I've done, i talked about my life and how I end up getting here. But I, I compare the things I like better in Sunderland and England compared to the, the things I like in uh in LA as well That's so. probably changed now Because that was a couple of years ago so. I know I should li- should listen to that yeah. uh, Next one from we S- food Ollie's. Sugar Stew Wilson At Sugar Stew Wilson I'm Sugar Stew From Steely Bridge Hey Sugar Stew <laughs> uh, Steely Bridge Celtic Steely, Do you know where Steely Bridge is? No It's in Manchester I used to live there It's where oh, Bob, yeah. it's Bobby, there, Bobby out, It's lives. Greater Manchester Is yeah. it
0: South, south Manchester?
2: I'm not sure. They call it Steely Vegas. It's right. fucking mad. Right? Um, do you reckon there's a place at your gym for me? Who's Who's in your opinion would have won Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson? Who would have won Ty- Ali or Tyson? I would have said Tyson in the in the prime. Tyson, yeah. Yeah. Mayweather or Sugary Leonard? Mayweather. Mayweather. I would have said Fury or Anthony Joshua. Fury. <laughs> Tough one, tough one. Uh, I'd say Joshua. I'd say Joshua, just to disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Heed and Boxing Academy. These are the boys who come... The twins. Oh, the Irish lads, yeah. yeah. I are your boys. Hope you're both doing well. Uh, Heed and Boxing Academy. Go and follow them on Instagram. Uh, good little page there for you, but into boxing. Do you think having so many coaches in each class could prevent the speed that you scale of the business one hundred percent. So, if you don't know what Box and Burn, our our format is we have between four and six trainers teaching one class, and the, the, you're not going to a better boxing fitness class anywhere in the world than Box and Burn. I guarantee you that because it, it costs us that much money to put them on having these that's this many trainers. But at the same time, that yes, it does prevent us from growing. It does prevent us from replicating the gym, uh, doing franchises and all that. Which and. Our, uh, these boys are interested in doing a boxing franchise, but yeah, it does uh, prevent the speed of doing that. Yeah. So right now we're coming up with different formats to try to to to, to uh, have less need less trainers, but still keep like the same quality.
0: Yeah. Right, Glenn Big time. It's like you've seen the um, the fashion boxing gyms that are popping up, and they've got one trainer, but the 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 sessions are nowhere near as good. They're nowhere near as as intense and and anywhere near a real boxing experience
2: yeah but they're successful like me and Kev went From a business York, standpoint. me and Kev went to New York last, last year and uh, sorry uh, last month to have a look at the boxing gyms out there and there's like a boxing gym called Rumble Boxing they've got one trainer and they had 60 people in a class and they had a 6am 7am 8am 9am and all these people these classes are packed with 60 people Yeah. Um, in, in each one with one trainer so it can be done profit uh, through the roof ridiculous money but they've got ridiculous investors a great bit they've got a great business model uh but i uh, so it can be it can be done but I, but I guarantee our classes is a better workout than that but they're doing something way better than we're doing because their business is better yeah you know? they really are i think uh that's all the questions i had from from there let me see if i've got any more oh, i've got a question here from um stephan what's it say uh, Stephen Kane, <laughs> no. St- Stephen. Stephen, Or Stephanie Matos, Matos one 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 one. one, one. one. This is uh, this is Andy Murphy's girlfriend. You know, Andy Murphy was on the podcast, the, the mind coach. Oh yeah, don't, yeah. don't know, Me and Kev just give us four questions here. Let's try and speed through these. Uh, do you go to bed and wake up at the same time every day? Not the same time. I I pretty much wake up at the
0: same time every day, but I don't I don't go to bed at the same time every day. No,
2: I don't either. I would love to. Uh, it's close, but not. not it good. comes down to discipline. I haven't got the discipline to do that. I yeah. I, I fall asleep when I'm tired. You know what? Like now I, we've spoken early on where I've not been drinking. I fall asleep now watching the telly, which is bad for you. Yeah. But I like because it, it takes that's my mind off it. Ba- that's just as bad as drinking.
0: It's not that bad. It as is because as all that all that light, all that LED light that's going into you.
2: I need something it's to switch It's telling me your up. brain to wake up. It's telling your body to wake up. If if I if I don't if I don't do that, i I'm, I'm lying in bed thinking about work and shit all night. So uh, next one. Do you have a morning and night routine? Again, no. I should. And I had Andy on the podcast. Listen to that podcast with uh, Stephanie's boyfriend, Andy Murphy. Great, and that's something I shouldn't have, but the the best podcast listener for that was the one I did with uh uh Craig Ballantyne, yeah, uh, he speaks all about it, the perfect day formula. Uh, yeah, that's a great morning routine. Yeah, uh, do you have one, Glenn, Yep. What is it? You want to go into detail? No,
0: not detail. <laughs> I to be, be, Yeah, I have, a, I have a pretty set stuff that I do every night, and then morning routine, every, same every day. Cold shower, right? Same drink, same timing get everything set, boom, out the door, do the same thing every morning. Yeah,
2: that's the way it should be done. That's the way you should do it. Again, I've got the discipline and um, every, every day is different for me, especially when I've got kids now. I've got, th- got three kids, one, three, one, one, and one, three weeks old.
0: So here's it's, my it's question different. for you then, because it's different. it's not, You don't have a set routine. Yeah. Do you find your energy levels are inconsistent from day to day? Or are they um, pretty much the same each day?
2: No, the 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 inconsistent. The inconsistent yeah. i I've mainly always got lots of energy, but like you can see sometimes the 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 not was inconsistent and she says. Do you believe that this helps with your mindset, being a successful business person? Yep, yeah, definitely. I yeah. think I think I think it, I think it definitely I definitely would if I did it. <laughs> but I I don't really do it and I'm still pretty successful yeah, in business. F- for
0: me it keeps me prepared, it keeps me organized, it keeps me like feeling relaxed and, and on top of shit so I can focus on being good whenever yeah. uh, I get to work or that whatever do what it I'm just doing. comes down
2: to preparation. Yeah, we exactly. Got, we got prepared yeah. uh, and I'm all CD with that shit like really. I wish I was. Yeah. And the thing that that Craig balance is is like you 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 really uh, you should plan your your next day, the day before. That's what I do. You no, know, before you go to bed. That's exactly what I've done. Yeah, takes the phone. So at night, as soon as
0: uh, my boys asleep, program every session I've got the next day. Right. Like think about what the meetings I have are going to be about. You know, make notes on that if I need to
2: uh, yeah. prep everything for the next morning. Great. Like, right on it. Next question from Drod underscore Orlando. This is David, the guy, the title boxing club manager. We were at oh, nice. the, the other title boxing. Uh, they have doing a certification course. Yeah, sure. great, Jim. Uh, From Orlando. Plenty of fighters and well-known athletes from other sports have their specific move, whether they were gifted or just developed their craft from training. Would you want to be known for one specific move or be all-around f- fighter? Uh, I'd say that it better be the, all, the all, all-around fighter. All-around. It's good, but... Uh, I think there's a, there's a lot of people who who are good fighters and they've got that specific move. Like where yeah yeah I had a left hook to the body. What I was kind of known for, uh, but as well. I would say like I, I was a decent all around fighter as well. Yeah, trying to stay humble there. But yeah, I mean, I I think it's good to have a specific move, but it's kind of like putting all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, uh, I remember. You have to be good at everything. When when I fought when I that when I fought that Irish lad in the Olympics, Kenny Egan, he used to stop people with like a ball or left hand to the body, mm-hmm. and I was so scared of getting hit with that shot because he was known for it. And it kind of put us off thinking about the rest of the shit that he was doing. He was a good all round fighter, but I was worried about that one specific that one move. Shot, yeah. I, uh, I hope I answered your question, mate. Next one is from.
0: We got a good f- amount of feedback on this. But yeah, we got a lot of questions. Reese,
2: can you read that question, <coughs> Reese? Uh, journal, Journal, Reese Journal. Um, what, what should I be looking for when I'm looking for a new boxing coach? I live in Australia, so obviously can't come to Boxing Burn. <laughs> uh, Alternatively, follow-up question: Any tips f- to really get into skipping? I know it's great fitness tool for me, uh, good for footwork. But every time I try to do it, I feel awkward doing a double jump. Uh, that's a specific question. Yeah, just practice, jump rope, just to keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, practice, you've just got to keep practicing and practicing and practicing, and uh, you'll know, it'll overcome, overcome, it'll and then as for finding a good boxing trainer, you've got to get, just. I think the number one thing is finding someone you get on with, it's finding someone you, you trust. Yeah. Uh, that, that That's the big thing in finding a tr- any trainer, you know, finding someone you, you get on with. and Someone you can have a laugh with as well, and, and someone you're going to learn from, someone who gives a shit about you. yeah. If you if you like if you don't like being around them, it's not gonna work. Yeah. You, know, you want you need to like like being around them. Yeah. Uh yeah. So thanks for your question, mate. Let's see if I've got any more. I wanna I wanna get through everyone. Uh I think there's one you more. You might have to do a New Year's one as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, Bodo Boxer. Uh this is a, this is from uh, uh how do you pronounce it? It's See, uh, Budo
0: boxer, B U D O boxer, yeah,
2: Tigran. Oh, yeah, this, this is my boy from uh, this is my boy from uh, up Seattle. How's it going, mate? Uh, long time no chat. Congratulations on the new kid. Here's a question for your upcoming podcast Why do you think why did you start boxing? I know you started young, uh, but was there an internal reason that you choose to fight compared to other things? Uh, what made you want to fight? Do you have to mention, you don't have to mention this part, but I'm well, I don't want to mention it now. <laughs> <laughs> but is a hard sport and lots of people quit, it, uh, as you probably know. So what was your why reason growing up? Uh, deep question. I, I started boxing ever since I was little. Me, I learned to walk. My I used to show us out of, out of box. My uncle was a professional fighter. He wasn't great, but he was a professional fighter um, called Billy Bryce. He um and then when I was ten, my granddad took me to the boxing gym. My dad kept putting me back into it and taking me there. I didn't really like boxing growing up. Me my dad dragged us into it and I got forced to box. I I wouldn't I wouldn't have boxed. I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for the my dad forcing us to do it. I would rather play outside and get up no good with all my other friends. Um but yeah, I got dragged to the gym and he used to always say, like, you're thankless when you get older. And obviously now, yeah, I I thank him for it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he I was like, if you don't go to the gym, you're getting grounded, you're not playing outside. And it got to the point where like I I would did say I'm not going to the gym and I would be stuck in my bedroom for, for a week. So I'd be like, all right, I'll go boxing. I hated it that much. Then I didn't like going, I didn't like getting punched in the face. I used to... My nose used to bleed and I used to get blood all over my T-shirt. This is like 12 years old, 13 years old. Uh, Did you get nervous yeah. every time you went down the boxing gym? Not the like- boxing gym. I was, when, sometimes when you'd spar with some of the bigger lads, yeah. you get a little bit nervous because there was no padding in the gloves. But when you'd spar with the other, some other lads who you could beat up, that was that was always fun. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's how I got into it and that's... That's, that's my little story in a, in a nutshell, really. And... Uh, I wouldn't let my kids fight. I wouldn't let my kids get punched in the head because I've done the maths if, before. And if, it, There's going to be a point, though, like where you can't control that. And it's
0: like whatever they want to do, you've got to let them like go with
2: what they like
0: doing. No, I think, even that, if it's I, I think you can't control with. it. I
2: mean, obviously, until they get like 18 and then they want to go and get... I mean, I've got three daughters. But, but even before that, if they're constantly
0: like, I want to go and do this, and you're like, no, you can't oh, no, no, like, I want to go and do this, I want to go and do this, I want to go and do this, and they're constantly showing an interest in something, and whether you
2: think it's good or bad for them or not, it's like, what I'm do you do? I'm just so against getting punched in the face, like, so against it. I think even, even if it's not hard, I hate, I hate the the fact of getting punched in the head. It does so much damage to like I went I went right really off the fence, and me and you were in a text with Brendan Chaby the other day, and we yeah. had uh, Steepy and Miocci was in the gym, such a nice fella, and I, and I text Brendan and and, Glenn and I went. I sent him the picture, and I went. You know what? I, I even though he's the, a world champion, I feel sorry for him. Yeah, because he's, f- he's making a living fighting. Aye.
0: Yeah.
2: I've looked, obviously, he will love it, and I might probably love it. And then, even all my friends and Brendan agreed. Like, uh, it's 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 a shitty way to. This is why I
0: love like fighters who are, who are defensive masters because they come out of it like still fine right you know like like pure boxers who don't get hit and win fights by boxing yeah like that's why I like that style compared to someone who's just come forward and take punishment and try and knock someone out yeah it's just I'm like alright it's good and it's entertaining and casual fans are like oh he comes forward or whatever but I, I have way more respect and, and prefer the style of someone who can box because they're likely to retire like Still, yeah.
2: with, you know everything intact. You know, yeah, Let's look at Mayweather. Definitely, I think this is the longest podcast we've done. I think I've got through all the questions, and I've never looked on Facebook yet. Uh, but the the reason why the the main reason why I wanted to do this boxing life podcast was uh, the the question and answer was because I looked on the stats and from twenty seventeen the most the most listened to podcast was the other one that we. Uh, well, we talked for about
0: five days. Yeah, <laughs> I'm but, but, surprised people stay switched on this time. I think like for this long, listening to us talk.
2: Yeah, it's uh, good though. Thanks to everyone for yeah, checking thanks. these I out mean, and it's for great. all your questions. Oh, by the way, if you if you, if you if you if you followed Glen Orms on uh on Instagram, did you see his video? What was all that about, mate? Why do you think you're rockstar? <laughs> so, do we... the battery ran out on my recording device, so that's why the podcast got could short. We were just talking about Glenn's... Uh, rock star thing that he did when he was on, went on stage and he sang with John Felman and he jumped off from the crowd, it's on his Instagram you can go and check it out anyway, I hope you enjoyed the podcast uh, we love doing the tunes we can do more in the future until next if, you, if you're still listening to this right now if you're still listening to this right now send me a message on Instagram telling me you're listening to the end of this episode and I'll send you a free t-shirt uh, well, I'll send the first 20 people a free t-shirt. Alright, see you there.